Good morning and welcome to Simply Startups. It's Saturday, February 3rd. On today's show, drone startups are calling for eased regulations and a greater focus on defense. Plus, we'll take a look at the most disruptive MBA startups of 2023, including Nemu from the Wharton School. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Startups. We start off with a look at drone tech startups in India who are seeking faster approval processes for drone operations, especially those related to urban air mobility solutions, in the upcoming budget 2024. They are also calling for lower interest rates for drone loans and a reduction in GST rates to boost the usage of drones in the agriculture sector. Here with us to discuss this further is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about the drone tech sector in India and its significance? Certainly, David. The drone tech sector has become one of the most significant segments in India over the last few years. It has the potential to transform various industries, including manufacturing, agriculture, and defense. The demand for drones has led to the emergence of numerous startups in this space. According to a report, the Indian drone market is predicted to reach a size of $13 billion by 2030, up from $2.71 billion in 2022. Over 200 drone tech startups are currently operating in the country. What are some of the key demands of these startups for the upcoming budget? The drone tech startups are seeking further simplification of rules and faster approval processes for drone operations. They are particularly interested in urban air mobility solutions, which include use cases such as food and medicine deliveries. They are also calling for the extension of the production-linked incentive PLI scheme for drones and drone components, as well as incentives for research and development. What about the agriculture and defense sectors? Are there any specific demands related to these areas? Yes, indeed. The drone tech startups are urging the center to take more steps to promote the use of drones in agriculture and to train farmers in operating drones. They are also hoping for steps to incentivize the use of drones in the defense sector. Defense drone startups are expecting the defense drone budget to grow significantly this financial year. They are seeking higher allocation for the development and deployment of advanced drones, including both unmanned aerial vehicles and unmanned ground vehicles. What can we expect from the government in this year's budget in terms of drones? While it's hard to predict, there are expectations that agriculture might be the main focus of the government when it comes to drones in this year's budget. This is driven by successful initiatives such as the Namo Drone Didi scheme and the Vixit Bharat Sankalp Yatra. However, we'll have to wait until the budget is presented to know for sure. Thanks for those insights, James. Now let's shift our focus to a different kind of startup story. In the next 25 years, 45 million families will inherit $4 trillion worth of heirlooms, but 80% of families don't have a plan or tools to support them through this process. This is where NIMU, a startup from Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, comes in. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about NEMU and its mission? Certainly, David. NEMU aims to simplify the process of managing and dividing heirlooms, which can be highly administrative, emotionally exhausting, 
and financially inefficient. The startup has developed an app that allows families to catalog their heirlooms, capture family stories about them, appraise their valuables, divide what's most wanted, and sell what's left. Their vision is to turn this notoriously difficult process into a celebration of heritage, connecting generations and upcycling beautiful heirlooms. That sounds like a noble mission. Can you tell us what led the founder, Sarah Powers, to launch this venture? Sarah Powers was inspired to create Nemu after witnessing her mother struggle with settling her grandmother's estate. Despite having access to professionals to help her through the process, her mother lacked support in figuring out what to do with all of her parents' heirlooms. When Sarah couldn't find a solution online, she decided to build one. She believes that Nemu can positively impact millions of other families facing similar challenges. What has been Nemu's biggest accomplishment so far? Serving many families across the U.S. has been a significant achievement for Nemu. The team has also successfully built the infrastructure to reach and serve these families. The enthusiasm they bring to work every day to build something impactful and life-changing is another accomplishment in itself. What challenges has Nemu faced in its journey and how were they addressed? One of the significant challenges Sarah Powers faced was discerning between people who make you feel big when you are small and people that make you feel small when you are onto something big. Over time, she has learned to work only with the former, a lesson that took time to internalize. How has the MBA program at Wharton helped further this startup venture? The resources at Wharton and across Penn have been instrumental in helping student entrepreneurs. Sarah found the mentors at Venture Lab and her professors to be the most helpful. She was able to design her course load to expand her skill set and address challenges she faced with Nemu. What is the long-term goal for Nemu? Nemu's long-term goal is to become the global app of choice for families managing and dividing property during life transitions. The outcome of this will have an immense impact on preserving family legacies and the planet by reducing perfectly good heirlooms from entering landfills. Thanks for joining us, Bella. Now, let's shift our focus to a new business idea sparked by a personal experience. Kevin Lavelle, co-founder and CEO of Mizen Plus Maine, after experiencing a lost connection with a leading baby camera, decided to research the issue. This led him to co-found Harbor, a Dallas-based infant care tech company that offers a smarter baby monitor solution, backed by a remote night nanny service. Harbor has recently raised $3.7 million in seed funding, led by Trust Ventures. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about Harbor's baby monitor solution and the remote night nanny service? Certainly, David. Harbor's baby monitor is designed to work with or without internet, providing both local and remote access. It features a high-quality camera that streams in 2K, split-screen capabilities to monitor up to four children, and a smart audio alerting system. The company has also emphasized its commitment to data privacy. Alongside the monitor, Harbor is launching a remote night nanny service, which offers all-night eyes-on expertise and coaching from professionally trained infant experts. This service is available at a fraction of the cost of traditional night nannies and infant care programs. That sounds like a comprehensive solution. Can you tell us more about the funding Harbor has received? Harbor has raised $3.7 million in seed funding, with Trust Ventures leading the round. 
Other notable participants include former NFL quarterback Tim Tebow and his wife Demi Lee Tebow, retired professional tennis player John Isner and his wife jewelry designer Madison McKinley Isner, and New York Jets punter Thomas Morstead and his wife Lauren Morstead. This funding will help Harbor launch its products and fulfill its mission to create happier parents and healthier families. And what are the future plans for Harbor? Harbor plans to use the seed funding to launch its products to the world. The company is also partnering with pediatric sleep experts to offer remote nanny services for $20 a night, a significant reduction from the traditional $400, $700 per night fees. Other telehealth services offered by Harbor will include lactation and postpartum counseling and sleep and wellness coaching, all at accessible pricing. Thanks for that report, Michael. It's clear that innovative startups like Harbor are making waves in their respective fields. Speaking of startups, investors are increasingly setting their sights on small-town startups in India, with a staggering 90% of startups in 2023 emerging from Tier 2 and Tier 3 cities. These startups have received around 22% of the total funding, and 44% of investors have made investments in these cities. Here with more on this trend is our correspondent Celeste. Can you tell us more about this shift in focus towards small-town startups? Certainly, David. Traditionally, Tier 2 and Tier 3 cities in India have been overlooked for building businesses. However, this trend is changing as investors are recognizing the potential these small towns hold for entrepreneurship. These cities account for approximately 37% of the country's gross domestic product, which is a significant contribution. That's quite a significant contribution indeed. What's driving this shift in investor interest towards these smaller cities? There are several factors at play here. Firstly, these smaller cities are home to a large number of talented individuals who are eager to start their own businesses. Secondly, the cost of living and operating a business in these cities is significantly lower than in the metros, which makes them an attractive option for startups. Lastly, these cities are also witnessing rapid growth and development, which presents numerous opportunities for new businesses. Interesting. And how are these startups faring in terms of funding? Well, these startups have received around 22% of the total funding, which is quite impressive considering they're based in smaller cities. Additionally, 44% of investors have made investments in these cities, indicating a growing interest in these startups. That's quite a shift. Do you think this trend will continue in the future? Given the current trend, it's likely that this focus on small-town startups will continue. The potential these cities hold for entrepreneurship is immense. And as more investors recognize this, we can expect to see more funding flowing into these areas. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Startups. We'll see you back here tomorrow.